Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Graymar Sports Open Line. Those bit swings, and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graymar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Here we go. Now, Matt Pauley on America's Sports Voice. KMOX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go. We have arrived to Friday. We welcome you into a Gray Bar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauly. Have you for a full two hours tonight as we take you till 8 o'clock. Have a lot to get to, but before we go any further, I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit on some of the things that happen here in KMOX Studio B because the incredibly professional, well-refined Maria Kina, who you heard just doing news, did a newscast while I'm getting ready to do this show. Uh, We're on StreamYard, which means we're video streaming. I'm trying to set up the camera. I dropped the camera like twice. We've got Dave Glover's bell here. I hit that in the middle of her newscast. I'm not trying to do this, and she just keeps going all the while. You did have some hard news in your your cast, but there was also some stuff about food Thank and like goodness. yeah and uh <sighs> for you to just get through the newscast that you just got through while i'm over here doing everything in my power accidentally to mess you up it's pretty remarkable it so kudos so, to you it was so funny because i wanted to just break out in the laughter and i kept on thinking oh gosh let me get out of this story so that i can shut up because i'm gonna lose it on the air but that's like yesterday All the technical issues I had, and I had to run over there to you and throw you out and say, I need to use your computer right now, so... Yes, it's it's amusing to yeah. see what goes on behind. Kudos the curtain. to you. I am sorry that I did That's that. Okay. I made such uh, a racket over here, <laughs> and um, if I was in your spot, I would not have made it through. Have you lost it on the air before? There was one time I did. Yes. Okay. And I and I could recover. And we had a different news director. Man, did he let me know about really? it? Really? Okay. Yes. See, I'm in the toy department of broadcasting, so if I lose it. People find it funny because I'm doing sports. You're doing news, so it's a it's a little bit different, but. Oh. I've had some games where, like, I've worked with a partner and one of us has said something and and we just couldn't get it together. And you can't. You know, when you get to that point... There is no coming back, and it's it, you just have to turn off your microphone. Yeah, because I, it's just that bad. I was I was doing a baseball game in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Colorado Springs Sky Sox against the Albuquerque Isotopes, and there's this play where the shortstop fields the ball, throws over to third, and misses the third baseman, and it hits. 
the coach who's the manager in the box and it hits him hard like oh, it's man. a hard ball you know trying to get the runner at third and the umpires called something that was wrong so it's the manager who just got hit by this line drive <sighs> or not line drive but hard you know thrown hard ball yeah. who has to go argue so he, he's coming out limping <laughs> while he's trying to argue because he just got hit from <clears throat> the short <sighs> it was one of the funniest things i've ever seen in a baseball game and me and my broadcast partner at the time just could not Get it together oh. forever. I, I've still got the audio, and every once in a while, if I want to make myself laugh, I just go back oh, and listen to it. you got to let me hear that, because yeah. I bet that's just it's, hysterical. It is. So, <laughs> anyways, just wanted to recognize you for your Thank utmost you. professionalism <laughs> while you. I'm over here ringing bells and dropping cameras <laughs> and <okay>. stuff. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see you in about an hour or so. Okay. That's Maria Kita. Welcome into a Graybar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. Indeed, my name's Matt Pauly. If you want to join us today, you can do so by calling or texting 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900 or you can tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air this is what we got coming up on the program tonight Chris Gervino is going to join us in about uh, five minutes or so we'll talk uh, what a win yesterday for Missouri basketball what a win they had no business winning that game against Minnesota and then they finished the game on a 31-9 to run all the while football is getting ready for a big game coming up tomorrow so we'll talk about that with uh, Chris coming up Next hour, a lot of Billkins to get to today. Kudos, congratulations, just awesome to see uh, what the SLU women's soccer team has done. They beat Georgetown today, and for the first time in program history, the SLU women's soccer team advancing to the round of 16 in the NCAA tournament. That is just so awesome. So uh, we are very happy to see that. It was a tough day at the office for the SLU men's basketball team, as you heard earlier today here on KMOX. Uh, they end up losing to Vermont. Probably the worst news is what we found out before the game even started, and that's that they're going to be without Sincere Parker for an undetermined amount of time. He has a uh, he has a broken foot, and that it's bad for two reasons. Reason number one, he's a really good player and he scores a lot of points, and you want to have him in there. But reason number two, this is a Billikens basketball team that's still kind of coming together, and guys are learning their roles. And I guess you can argue that. Once you have the full team and you, and you know what you're going to have available and you wait for all the NCAA uh, rulings and everything, maybe he was going to be in a little bit different spot anyways. But as this team comes together, you really wanted as many of them together at once. And uh, we should learn, hopefully, uh, in the coming days, maybe what the timeline is going to look like for Parker on when he, if and when, he'll be able to return. But uh, hopefully that's going to be an, uh, something where he's out uh, you know, less time than maybe we would expect. But really cool for SLU uh, women's soccer. We'll talk some uh, Blues hockey as well today. That's a bad loss yesterday to the Sharks by a 5-1 score. So we'll take a break. When we return, Chris Trevino from uh, the Missouri Tiger Radio Network will join us as uh, we'll talk through what basketball did yesterday and what football might do tomorrow as we roll on with the Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. 621 our time. Welcome back in to the program. What a win it was yesterday for Missouri basketball. They win at Minnesota 70-68. That certainly does not tell the story. Missouri closes out the game on a 31-9 run. Getting road wins are special. Um, finishing off a game on a 31-9 run to win by two is special. For those two things to happen on the same night, that is something to be sure. And uh, we're going to go to the Quiver River Electric guest line right now. Very happy to welcome on to the program. He is uh, Chris Trevino, part of the Missouri Tigers Radio Network. Chris, thank you so much for uh, taking some time with us today. How are you? Oh, I'm well, Matt. Thank you, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, we're really happy to be able to talk with you and, and talk through what happened last night. I mean, can you just put in perspective how special of a win that is for the Tigers? Well, it was really a remarkable run there to end the game in those last 11 minutes. You mentioned it, 31-9 to run, and I just think to come back from 20 points in any game is impressive, let alone do it in the second half and let alone do it within the last 11 minutes or so yeah. of the game. It was uh, not going too well based on the scoreboard and just the way the, the play was going. And the Tigers had received a couple of technical fouls in that second half. And it just uh, was looking rather bleak as time moved on. And then they got going. They really got started uh, better late than never, certainly. And I know a lot of the coaches and uh, players afterwards were saying, uh, you know, just off the court, they really felt they became a team last night because there's so many moving parts and new players on this roster and so many rosters across the country in college basketball. But that was really some finish. A lot of young players and newcomers were part of that big comeback by Missouri. The Gophers led by 20, 59 to 39, with 11:25 to go, and that's when the run uh, really gets started. What does it say about you know you're playing on the road against a Big Ten school? They're not they're not playing some you know small program that that you're bringing in on a money game. This is a legitimate team that they're up against. They're on the road. What does it say about Missouri that they're able to have the belief in themselves that they pull that off? Well, it says a lot, I think, and of course time will tell. But just the fortitude they had, again, with so many different combinations and different players in the lineup, even during that run, it wasn't like the same five guys and it wasn't like the veteran crew all the way through. Now, clearly Nick honor got them started. He scored 10 points in a row and he was the real catalyst. But then you had, gosh, young players, freshmen like uh, Anthony Robinson and Trent Pierce, uh, a junior college transfer, Kurt Lewis, who had hardly seen the floor the first three games. They all came on and were so key. Tamar Bates, the Indiana transfer made free throw after free throw. And, uh, it was really remarkable because, again, the performance was was not too good for the first 30 minutes or so, but then they turned it on, and obviously Minnesota cooled off, and that's part credit to Missouri, of course, as well. But that game just changed uh, so drastically, and to win like that on the road against a Big Ten school, uh, you're right, Matt, that was uh, really something special. 
What have we learned about this team so far overall? A win against Arkansas Pine Bluff that they should get. They lose at home to Memphis, and they just do not shoot well that night. Uh, They match up against an SIUE team, a team that beat St. Louis University last year. Certainly not a bad uh, team, and they'll do well in their conference. And then getting this win against Minnesota. It's only four games in. There's still a lot more to learn. And you said that maybe last night's the night that they, they really come together as a team. But how do you assess so far the first four games of this young season? Well, been a little bit of everything, hasn't yeah. it, in four games? And again, you know, so interesting. And really heading into last night's game, I obviously was extremely curious to see how the team would perform because it was the first true road trip uh, for them as a team. And, you know, going uh, to a significant place, Williams Arena, very historic building. Minnesota's not been great, certainly in recent years, but it's a Big Ten team, a big, strong team, a physical, athletic team that really did challenge Missouri in many ways. And as the score indicated through those first 30 minutes. So, you know, again, I think that's a sign of things to come. Now Mizzou's back home for the next three games. Uh, you know, honestly, should handle business. Jackson State comes in Sunday winless at 0-5. Then it's South Carolina State, Loyola of Maryland, before another good test on the road in Pittsburgh against the Pitt Panthers from the ACC. That, that figures to be maybe a similar type challenge as last night in just a couple weeks. So, um, you know, November's very busy with basketball, eight games total for the team. Uh, we, we've seen them look pretty good. We've seen them look not so good, but uh, just still very early, four games of 31. But last night's win, you know, could be one of those that goes a long way, hopefully, in a lot of, uh, in a lot of ways. Chris Trevino continuing to join us here on a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Let's switch gears. Missouri football, uh, two more games left in the regular season. If they win both, they finish with a, a 10-win season. They get into the top 10 in the college football playoff rankings this week. They're number nine. Were you surprised they were ranked that high when the rankings came out earlier in the week? You know, Matt, honestly, I really thought they should be at number nine. That's exactly where if old Chris was doing the rankings, he'd have them right <laughs> there. But, but to answer your question, honestly, I did not know if they'd get there. I thought perhaps Louisville would be listed above them only because Louisville had just one loss. Now, again, I would have put them ahead of uh, Louisville. And, and I say that because I watched that Louisville game against Virginia last week. And, I mean, the Cardinals, uh, honestly, I think it's fair to say, objectively, really struggled in that game and got by just at the end against a two-win Virginia team. And I thought to myself, boy, they're not so hot. And uh, they've got some tough games left starting tomorrow, Louisville does with Miami of Florida, and then looks like Florida State in the ACC uh, championship game. So, you know, they'll certainly prove themselves one way or the other the next couple of weeks. But I just thought Missouri had a pretty darn solid resume for a two-loss team. You know, a close game. They lost at home against LSU, leading most of the way. And then, of course, a really competitive close game at number one Georgia. And when you saw Ole Miss get hammered at Georgia just last weekend after Mizzou went in there and played them pretty much toe-to-toe, I thought, you know, this is shaping up well for Missouri. So I I thought they might be in that 10 slot, maybe even 11. But, uh, gosh, they got up to nine. That's right where they deserve, I think. Not a spot lower, not a spot higher. Those are some heavyweights ahead of them, deservedly so, all either unbeaten or with just one loss. You and I can sit here and talk all day about what's on the line in terms of having just a really special season, possibility for 10 wins, possibility finish in the top 10, possibility for a really, really, really good bowl game. Players, coaches, they're aware of those things. How much are they focusing on the big picture of what's on the line versus the immediacy of this game tomorrow against Florida? 
Well, we're going to find out in about 24 hours, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. We're just about exactly 24 hours away from kickoff. But, you know, they've been on what they've been calling this something to prove tour. <laughs> and they've certainly proven to this point that they're a good, solid football team, both sides of the ball, consistent. And now they've got to prove they can handle uh, the accolades, if you will, handle a top 10 national ranking, uh, at, you know, just the right time here heading down the stretch. They're a double-digit favorite at home over Florida by – 11 points last time I saw. They'll be favored, I think, certainly at Arkansas, just a three-win team on the road that has now assured itself of not having a winning season in Fayetteville by its blowout loss at home to Auburn last week. So it sets up well for Missouri. To the Tigers' credit, they put themselves in fantastic shape. But can they handle success? Can they handle the limelight? And what have become new expectations now within this season? Um, We're really anxious to see uh, tomorrow, because you're right. I think you said, uh, what, a big, 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 big bowl game, and that is all out there for him, Matt. It really is. Just looking around the SEC, the biggest game in the league tomorrow is Tennessee at home against Georgia. Tennessee doesn't lose at home. Georgia doesn't lose. Do you give the Volunteers a, a puncher's chance against Georgia tomorrow? You know, I do give them a chance, but, boy, you know, psychology of all this is fascinating, isn't it? Tennessee mm-hmm. was riding high, and came in here having blown out Missouri. I mean, absolutely embarrassed the Tigers each of the last two years, and then Missouri just hammers them and decisively wins that game. So I just don't know how Tennessee's going to respond. They're home. You're right. They're really good at home, not so good on the road. And I like how you said Georgia's pretty much good wherever it goes, and it's a really consistent, solid football team. People say, well, maybe they don't have the style points or quite the defense they had last year, and I, I get it. But Georgia's still pretty good, Matt. I mean, until somebody proves them wrong, I've got to go with Georgia in, in that game because it does have so much to play for now in terms of the national championship picture and a three-peat, whereas Tennessee has really lost some luster to its season. That was a significant setback, I think, for the Vols in the big picture here a week ago. I don't know about you. I don't think there's a great team in college football this year. There's a there's a bunch of really good teams, all those undefeated teams that are in the top five in the rankings. They're all really good, but when we talk about those great teams that you feel like just can't be beat. That doesn't exist this year in college football. I would agree. I think there are a lot of really good teams to your point. And that's what makes it exciting, you know, coming up with the playoff. It just seems most years there's, you know, the one or two that just seem unbeatable. It'll be a great championship game once we get there. And yep. usually the teams you think are in that neighborhood or in the neighborhood, but we've got more this year. And uh, like I said, I don't think Georgia's invincible. I still think they're really good. Probably the team to beat. But, um, and again, that's credit to Missouri and, and my two eyes watching the game at field level in Athens. I mean, Missouri played them toe to toe, three and a half quarters, had the ball midfield down six. And of course, that costly turnover with a big lineman intercepting Brady Cook. But who knows what happens if they don't turn it over there? So I, I agree. I like Georgia overall, but there are a lot of uh, competitors for the crown. There really are. And it's, it's going to be a great, great six weeks or so coming up. He is Chris Gervino, part of the Missouri Tigers Radio Network. Chris, thank you so much for uh, taking the time, and uh, hopefully we can continue to chat with you every once in a while about the Tigers. Oh, I'd hope so, Matt. Thank you. It was my pleasure, and uh, hope you and all your listeners have a really great weekend. Uh, Same to you. Thanks so much.
Thank you. There's Chris Trevino joining us via the Quiver River Electric Guest Line. Appreciate him taking some time with us. We're going to take a break. Uh, we are still counting down at the top of the hour. I hope to have some news for you uh, when we get into next hour because uh, the deadline in baseball to uh, tender uh, arbitration-eligible players is today at 7 o'clock. Haven't seen a whole lot come down from the Cardinals quite yet. We've been uh, monitoring that, but uh, hopefully we'll have some news for you around 7 o'clock or so. Up next, we'll talk uh, Blues hockey as we roll on. It's a great bar sports open line on KMOX. It's a great bar sports open line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Rolling on here on a Friday night. My name is Matt Pauley. Appreciate you being with us. If you want to Chime in on anything that we're talking about. Always, you can call into the program, 314-436-7900. We also take text messages at that same phone number, 314-436-7900. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. My question for you, um, for for the next moment or so, where are you at on the Blues? Because they were playing some pretty good hockey. They had won three in a row. They'd won five of six. They'd beat some good teams. Like Everything is trending in the right direction. And then they have a clunker like last night. And look, that every team has that over the course of uh, the full 82-game season. I get that. I'm not trying to make too big of a deal of something that is, is just one of 82. But when you are an unproven team like the Blues, when you've got some tangible signs of progress with the year moving along, and you're about to go on a four-game West Coast road trip, and those can be really tough, and your first game of that road trip is against a bad team, you got to win that game. You just, you got to win that game. And I say you got to win that game in the sense of, like, it's not going to make or break their season that they didn't win that game. It's not going to make or break their season if they, say, win just one of these four on the road trip. Like from a from a big-picture perspective, I guess it's not the biggest deal in the world. But it... <sighs> It feels like we can sort of pump the brakes on who they're becoming. Um, I don't know. I, I struggle with this. I'll be perfectly like if it sounds like I don't know where I'm going with this, I it's because I don't, because I, I but it's a heart versus head sort of thing. My head says one of eighty-two early on in the season. Hey, they've they've just won three in a row and in five of six, look at where they were after that loss against Colorado. Like there's all these good things that have happened. That's what my head says. And that's the common sense thing. And if you're disagreeing with what I'm saying about being disappointed by last night, that's your argument. And it's a very, very valid argument. I want to agree with you, but I just go, how do you lose that game? And that's just lose that game, but lose that game in the one-sided fashion that you lose it. Uh, losing five one, it just it it takes something away from for me of the progress that's been made. Now I say that, and let's say they go win the next three, or they still find a way to win two on this road trip, and they they come back home and they continue to play well, and then then you go back and you go ah that Sharks game that was just a that was just a bad night that was just a bad night, and I hope that's true. I just I really want to see this team progress into the best possible version of themselves and it felt like they were doing that and then last night it felt like anything but that and it was just a little bit frustrating 
Am I being fair? Am I being not fair? Feel free to uh, text at me, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. You can also uh, tweet into the program, at Matt Pauley on air. Uh, Craig Berube spoke to the media after the game last night, said that he uh, felt like his team did not respond well to the San Jose pressure. We, we, you know, we looked at the video today and talked about how they're going to come hard which they do, and there's a lot of pressure and the puck pressure, and they come at you, and we we didn't respond very well to it. Brady said there was a, said there was a lack of intensity. Is it? Well, that's part of it for sure. Um, didn't win enough battles early on, and, you know, when there's puck pressure like that, you got to make hard plays with the puck, and we didn't do that. Surprised, disappointed are you after the, the last few weeks you guys have been playing? Well, we're all disappointed, We won't, you know coming in here and have a chance to keep building and gain points in the standings and you know, didn't happen. Didn't happen. We, were, we weren't good enough. Looks like they had a lot of chances at the slot, net front, tips, deflections. How do you look at that? Early the, on they did, yeah. yeah. You know, we're just, we're again, losing puck battles below the goal line and then not enough good coverage in the slot area. Given the Sharks record, was it easy to just maybe underestimate the team tonight? Well, I don't know. You'd have to ask them that. We talked about that morning tonight before the game you know but um well, again obviously we we got outplayed early that's craig baruby and one of the many things to love about him is the fact that he doesn't sugarcoat things he's gonna tell you exactly what he thinks he's gonna tell you exactly where he thinks his team is at and clearly he wasn't happy with the way his team played last night i just if this team because they had won three in a row and five of their last six found a way to overlook an opponent. I just, I, I question some of the character on the team. And I hate saying that. I hate saying those words, but you just, this team has no team in the NHL should ever overlook an opponent period. But just because you're a team that from a national standpoint, doesn't really have very high expectations. And you happen to go on a nice little run winning three in a row and five of six, that is certainly not a reason to overlook an opponent. And if there is a belief from the coaching staff that guys did not play with the intensity that they needed to play with because maybe they overlooked and they thought they could just lace up the skates and get out there and come away with a win, if if that's something that happened last night, that needs to be addressed. Uh, Braden Shen did talk about them. Play talked about the fact that uh, from a playing standpoint, there just simply was not enough intensity last night. You know, you know what? I think uh, the first ten minutes of uh, the first two periods cost us a hockey game. You know, we we didn't come out uh, uh, you know intense enough uh, in the first period, uh, and then you know in the second period in the first ten minutes we uh, you know the compete level wasn't high enough, the battle level wasn't high enough, and all of a sudden uh, it was four nothing before we know it, and um, tough to come back in the league uh, like this when uh, no matter who you're playing, um, being down for. How do you explain this first 10, 12 minutes? I mean, you said not intense enough, but how do you kind of look at? Yeah, just not skating, not uh, not hard on pucks, not winning your battles. Um, you know, wasn't crisp enough with the passing execution. I mean, I mean a lot of things, right? It's it's just not uh, one thing where we where we did wrong and we we cost ourselves five goals there. Um, you know, there's there's many things and um, didn't uh, the structure wasn't there. Um, you know, I think guys, you know, still competed and worked and stuff throughout the game. I just think uh, when we don't stick to the structure um, for 60 minutes, um, you know, stuff like that happens. That's Braden Shin. Maybe if nothing else, I always try to find the positives 
in things that are going on. Maybe the maybe the positive to be found is that the team did learn that if they don't stay true to the system, if they don't keep their intensity level high, if they don't do the small things, if they don't uh, play in an attacking manner, it doesn't matter who they're playing against. They're going to lose. There's a there's a few teams in the NHL that are talented enough that they can probably go out and on occasion sort of skate through a game and still find a way to win. The Blues are not that team. They are going to have to make sure that their effort, that their intensity, that their connectedness, all those things are at a high enough level on an every game basis or any team in the NHL can beat them as we saw last night. And that's not easy. I mean, I'm not just trying to be, you know, talking heads, sports talk guys like, oh, yeah, you just got to play with the highest amount of intensity on an every single night. Like, that's hard. That is hard to do. I am not trying to just because those words come out of my mouth. I'm not trying to sit here and say that is easy. The best teams in the world and whatever sport it is are able to play with a high level of intensity and passion most of the nights, but not every team can do it every night. These are human beings that we are talking about. So I realize that what I'm saying is not just as easy as what I'm uh, what uh, the way I'm saying it, but that being said, we we need to see more buy-in on games like last night. Last night is a missed opportunity because the the ceiling for this Blues team, I think, the ceiling for this team is a team that, say, get into the final month of the season and they're right there in contention for a playoff spot and maybe they steal one of the final two or three playoff spots in the Western Conference. That's the ceiling for this team. So that tells you that every single game and every single point matters. The last thing you want to have happen is this team missed the playoffs by a point or by two points. And you go back and you say to yourself, oh, remember on November 16th when they opened up that four-game West Coast road trip and they were playing their, some of the best hockey that they played in the short amount of time that the season had been going and they were playing a really bad San Jose team and they just laid an egg? Man, those, those two points would look really good right now. You know, we, we don't have those conversations. That's the last thing we generally think about. Teams miss the playoffs by a point or two every single year. And you can certainly go find a lot of winnable games. But th- that's the point that I'm making. The, 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 some teams have points to give away. Some teams are good enough that there's nights where they just, for whatever reason, they, they let one go. And it's really not going to matter. The Blues, if their ceiling is being a team that just kind of finds their way into the playoffs, well, then you can't have nights like you had last night against bad teams like San Jose. 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. Text message from the 636 said they had jet lag from the cross-country trip from Tampa the day before. Uh, that would not be correct because didn't they play Tampa at home, right? Am I... They played Tampa at home. Yeah, I mean, it was still, it was a trip from St. Louis, but they they played Tampa at home on Tuesday night. So they played on Tuesday night. They traveled on Wednesday from St. Louis to go to San Jose. In in the grand scheme of things, a a flight from Tampa to San Jose and a flight from St. Louis to San Jose, it's still a long flight. Uh, But that was, uh, unless I'm missing something, um, no, that's not, 
part of it. They they played in St. Louis on Tuesday night. They played in San Jose last night. 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can tweet into the program as well. At Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. This is America's Sports Voice. KMOX. It's a great bar sports open line right here on KMOX starting to wrap up our number one. Here's what we've got coming up the rest of the way tonight. Uh, next hour, Steve Greenberg is going to join us at about 720, columnist for the Chicago Sun-Times. Uh, we'll talk with him some college basketball, also talk through uh, the different storylines with the Cubs. The Cubs have been a very interesting team, and that impacts the Cardinals in a big way. Melissa Lockard is going to join us next hour. She uh, writes for The Athletic. She has been covering the Oakland A's relocation, so we'll talk with her. And then in our final segment next hour, we'll get a preview of the Rachel Zimmerman Show, which will be coming up tonight. Uh, the uh, At 8 o'clock tonight, we're going to have a State of Downtown Odyssey special, so you are definitely going to want to uh, be tuned in for that. That's going to get started in a little bit more than an hour. Big congratulations going out to the St. Louis University women's soccer team. They won today over Georgetown by a 2-1 score, and they are now into the round of 16 in the NCAA tournament. This is this is big time stuff. They have never been to that round ever in the history of the program. So they go out to State College PA, they play Georgetown, and they get the win. And uh, two to one was the final score. The Hannahs, Hannah Larson and Hannah Sawyer, scoring for the Billikens, and uh, they get the win. That's really cool. We talked with uh, Coach Shields earlier in the week as her team was getting ready for this one. And uh, the SLU women's soccer team just having a spectacular season, and now they are one of the final 16 teams that are uh, still alive. So congratulations uh, going out to them as we continue to have great soccer stories in the city of St. Louis. SLU Billikens basketball today, things did not go quite as well uh, for them. They lose to Vermont 78-68. to Not only do they lose that game, uh, before the game even got started, it was reported that uh, Sincere Parker has a broken foot and he's going to be out for an undetermined amount of time. And that's a man, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Uh, I think we saw yesterday in that win against Wyoming just really who this team can be and what they can turn into and how competitive they can be in the A-10 and maybe they can play a little bit above the uh, the preseason expectations. And a lot of what you want to do in the non-conference is uh, build yourself up to being the team that you're eventually going to be once you get into conference play and you want everybody available for that. So I'm just... I'm bummed for uh, for Parker. I don't know how long he's going to be out at this point. Uh, that has not been reported. I'm sure we'll get more information about that uh, here over the next uh, few days. Uh, but, yeah, that's the um, 
That's the unfortunate news of the moment. SLU will wrap up this tournament down in Myrtle Beach coming up Sunday night. They're scheduled to play at 7 o'clock. They'll take on either Wichita State or Liberty. Uh, Liberty. Those two teams are matched up tonight. That game is going to get started here in about an hour. Each of those teams is undefeated, so one of those teams will suffer their first loss of the season tonight, and the team that suffers their first loss of the season tonight will end up matching up against the Billikens Sunday night right here on on KMOX. We'll take a break for the top of the hour news. We'll be back with a whole lot more. Hopefully we've got details on uh, the Cardinals and uh, who they've tendered and not tendered. That deadline's coming up in about three minutes. Uh, Hopefully we know all kinds of things in about three minutes here on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 